I've been trying to get fit and kind of a little bit more healthy. So uh, part of that is doing more cardio. So at night I go for walks um, and I do like maybe a kilometer. It's not like that far, but I go and do, and I do the stairs at the train station, which is like six flights of stairs. So I try and jog up them, mm. which is by yourself. Yes. By myself with headphones on. Do you on. have a taser or a kitty kitty? No, nope, I don't. Like I have nothing. No, okay. I have a really heavy water bottle. All right, well, that's something. What time do you go at? Uh, like 10. That's pretty late. Really. Well, that's really fucking eight, late. Maybe. Yeah. Take some, I've got, take like a shiv or something. Take yeah. <laughs> a shiv? <laughs> I joke, but I have, I've got like these like really sharp nail scissors I carry around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and if, and yeah. if it's me, I just like hold them in my hand and I'm ready. Yeah. So well, I, like I live in Oatly, yeah. so I feel pretty safe. This is the kind of surreal place that, like, murders would happen. Yeah, right? <laughs> just some low-key serial killer just hiding out. So the plan is, and the thing that everyone tells you is to get to 10,000 steps a day because mm-hmm. that's the good amount of steps that you'd be actually be burning fat at. Mm-hmm. So I did my little walk, and because I didn't walk in the morning, I got to, like, 8,000, and I was like, well, I have to finish it off because I'm only 2,000 away. Mm-hmm. So I walked up like the side street there and I got to the end and I was like, fuck, I've still got like a thousand more to go before I get home. So I zigzagged the street back and forth till I finally got to my 10,000 steps. Mm. And if you have a Fitbit app, you go into your Fitbit app and it goes 10,000 steps and it lights up and you're like, yeah, I finally won. (laughs) Go home and eat. Um, And then I put in on my Fitbit app that I went for a walk because sometimes it doesn't log it. Mm. So I put that in and then it minus me 2,000 steps. What? I don't understand. I because it's an arsehole. That's why weird. did it minus you? I because don't know. I just was like, what you didn't the? F- complete it on time or something? No, or? like apparently if you walk, you should be, I don't know, doing better steps. I don't know. <laughs> Shit steps right now. Do better. <laughs> better steps. I was so tired mm. and I worked out that morning and I worked out at night and I'm very, I was exhausted and I was like, fuck <laughs> you. You guys doing the, oh, what's yes. it called? The fit, the cross, cross, what are you? What kind no, of thing are you doing? we do calisthenics. I don't do CrossFit. I don't know what that is. Calisthenics is like body weight Mosh. exercises. It's actually developed from a prison exercise. Fun. Yes. Well, just like Pilates kind of. You yeah. should come do Pilates with me. Oh, my God, yes. Mm. It's fun. It's like um, pull-ups or muscle-ups or anything to kind of get you out of a confined space, Great. which I kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of like tensing. Mm. <laughs> it's so weird. Mm. And we, uh, yeah, it's really fun, but... Yes, it does not burn um, a lot of calories because it's not high intensity yeah. hit training kind of thing, which mm. sucks. Anyway, that's my boring talk about exercise. I think that's fine. I found that's that fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. Also, I just love how motivated you are because I literally couldn't sleep this morning and woke up and was like, I should go for a walk or do something productive. I took one look outside and was like, fuck that. I went back to bed. <laughs> I don't exercise. I'm you a horrible go to the pool. human. I've seen you go to the pool. I used to swim a lot. And now I don't. Aww. And I did yoga for a little bit. Now I don't. So I feel like I need to get back into that to be a normal human. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. Exercise is overrated. It's pretty. Cake is really good. Good for you. It's <laughs> yeah, like, good for you. Also, mentally. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of Bake Off, so I feel like cake should be present in my house at all times. It's a priority. It is a priority. If my mm-hmm. oven was very good, I'd bake cakes all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. You're going to be like getting a mixer, a sweet ass mixer. Soon. Maybe because it's someone's birthday in a couple of weeks. You. Wait, whose birthday is Mine. it? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. No, I that's didn't. fine. <laughs> that. I, don't, I don't do birthday parties. No, I knew it was coming out kind of soon because I think you mentioned at some point that it was coming up like yeah. the last couple of months. 
And so, I somewhat remembered. Uh, I don't do birthday parties mm. and I don't do anything particularly on my birthday because, yeah. Fuck Although it. Stephen broke that rule a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Stephen like, held you. me a surprise party a couple years ago and it was amazing. Cool. Yes. Well, we can always go out for a drink or something. Mm, well, <laughs> why don't we go out? What, look, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. <laughs> I'm going to get some sort of festivity out of you. Oh, <laughs> you know, I am just... Just get her a balloon. Yeah. A big old happy birthday big old happy balloon. balloon. Let's go get Although, drunk. I do... <laughs> I do like when people send me flowers to work. That's really I nice. So I like that. bragging. <laughs> Yeah, Stephen. Oh, right. <laughs> Send yourself flowers. Like, oh, I've done oh, that before. Really? Don't worry. I've really? been that sad. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm like, That's do you know amazing. what? I'm going to send myself flowers. I feel bad today. <laughs> I bought myself flowers as like a pick me up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I used to do it all the time. Mm, they're lovely. Does anyone have a weird philosophical question? We usually start with like a weird oh, yeah. philosophical question. What, what, what is this week's philo question? Uh, the only one I can think of is like, would you rather. Mm, so <laughs> philosophical. Every, yeah, philosophical question <laughs> begins with Would you rather? Would you rather <laughs> eat shit flavored ice cream or ice cream? That, wait, shit flavored ice cream. Yep. Or, ice cream or, or the opposite? Or the opposite. Ice cream flavored shit? Yes. <laughs> Definitely shit flavored ice cream. Easy. Next question. Whoa. Oh, no way. <laughs> Ice cream flavored shit. No for way. Sure. You don't have any idea how bad for you shit is. You can't yeah, eat that. You're going to get so sick. Flavored. Yeah, but it tastes like And then you're going to spend like ages with like, how do you pronounce typhus? Typhus? I don't know. Like Typhoid? No, I think it's like, I don't know how you pronounce it in English, but like typhus. It's like the disease you can get from eating shit. I thought it was like E. coli. Really? <gasps> oh, maybe that's probably yeah. a bunch of things. E. coli yeah. is like the bacteria. Yeah. And I think they still call it E. coli poisoning, whatever. Yeah, and that's when you get from eating like fecal matter and that's what gives you pink eye. Yeah. So whatever it is, you don't want to ingest it. Do you know, though, I was watching a, a thing on YouTube where it's like 10 top strangest. Um, did you watch that show, My Strangest Addiction? Or yeah, My Strange Addiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Number one was there's a, a, a category of uh, sort of um, eating habits where you people feel compelled to eat things that mm. they shouldn't. Yep. And a lot of them eat uh, mattress foam oh, and furniture foam. Yeah, I've seen uh, and oh. the or hair. Um, yes. And one of the most disturbing or the, the strangest uh, was people's sort of compulsion to eat shit. Mm-hmm. And it's within this category, but people also feel like a compulsion to drink their own urine as well. And but I was like, but it's shit. You, you can't eat shit. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, like no. Or like, there was like this. You said, you'd get so sick. I saw like re- I don't know if this is even real because it's the internet, but some like screen grab of mm-hmm. some like in like some mother talking about how like oh you know it's actually good for you to like eat a certain amount of shit or like and we so we normally put around a teaspoon of shit into our kids' food, like, every day. Oh, I saw that too. Which is, like, good for their immune system, blah, blah, blah. It's just, like, you know, like, letting them play in the dirt. No, it's and not. Like, it's, like, not it's not like that. It's waste. It's, it's, it's not. It's, yeah. Oh, it's, like, woman who was drinking, like, a little bit of her neighbor's sperm oh. because of the protein. Oh, <laughs> Eat no. an egg. That's it's just, like, <laughs> there's so many other ways to there's get protein. There's a lot of other ways. <laughs> Peanut oh butter God. is a lot of also, it. Also, how was she getting it? Was he, oh, like, he was, I like, he they was, were in, yeah, oh, he, no, he was. He was giving it. It was about it. Were they, like. He was like masturbating or? into a cup and oh, then okay, giving it to her. Right. It's like asking your neighbor for a cup of sugar. That's but disgusting. Equally as bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
a little bit more invasive. Should we, uh, should we introduce the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Please, let's move on from that. <laughs> I feel a little, my tummy's a little, a little about so that. So why do you have your coat on still? Are you going? No, I'm just cold. It's a bit okay. cold. Okay. She's not wrong. Okay. I'm cold I'm always. Just, I'm always hot. I legit sit there at work with a full-blown, like, winter jacket while I'm sitting there at my desk. No, I'm, just I'm always, always hot. I wear a blanket to class. I tell my students it's a poncho, but it's not. It's a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me, students. Yeah, that's right. You don't uh, anything. Shut up. <laughs> so, I'm Rihanna. And I'm Sam. And this week we have a special guest. Hi. Hi, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> I'm Marianne. Woo! Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and this is Wanda, the podcast. Every week, one of us tells um, each other a true crime story. And the other one gets to react. Oh, mm, these reactions get weird every time. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm just pulling something out. Yeah. Um, so this week I decided not to do my homework. Yeah. And I got a special guest in to do homework for me. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do any homework. I'm sorry. But I can still tell a story or two. Yep. Done. Please do. So uh, we've known each other a while. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me this one story that you're about to tell at. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember where it was? Yeah, I the, forest, the Forest Lodge. Was it? Yeah. What's a while lunch? ago, right? Ages ago, like yeah. two years. It's a pub. We were at our friend's going away party. Yeah. It was Hans. Hans was going no, away. No, wasn't it? Was it Hans? Yeah, Hans was going away party. Then? He was going back. He was going to back to China and we were all like gathered for drinks. Yeah, no, I remember. I just don't remember it very well. I think there might have been you, drinking you've involved. You've been you're drinking a lot more than <laughs> I had. And I told you... Um, the Mary Vincent story, mm-hmm. which I think I've told you, it's like from I Survived and it's amazing and I learned it and was like telling everyone because I was so excited about mm. it. But then you were like, oh, yeah, I can top that. And then, boom, <laughs> this story came oh, out. This guy's pretty Ooh. messed up, that's for sure. Yes. So take it away. Um, okay, well, yeah, so I don't know if you've heard of him, um, Pedro Lopez. Okay, so one time I I stumbled across him um, because I was hanging out with my dad and we're both into, like, crime and murder and shit. Yeah. Um, And we were like, oh, let's Google, like, highest victim count um, murders. (laughs) Such a chill (laughs) conversation. like, good, like, father-daughter bonding time, you know? (laughs) Um, And so so we did. And Pedro Lopez um, particularly took my interest. He's not actually number one on victim count. He's number two. Number one is a man called, um, oh, I don't remember what his, the number one's name is, but he was referred to as La Bestia, the beast. The beast. Um, yeah, Pedro Lopez comes in at number two and he's basically estimated to have killed upwards of 300 little girls, which Holy. is, yeah. Like he did not. And this is not like one instance of like mass shooting. No, or something. no, no. This, this isn't is mass murder. This is about. I think it was roughly like a three-year period, probably a little longer, but like intensely, like these three years that he was just killing several little girls a week. That's like, that's averaging like a hundred a year. Yeah, he that's got it a done. Lot. Yeah, and it's only fifty-two Holy weeks shit. a year, so mm-hmm. it's like about you know two a week. Two a week. Let's not do maths. With yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Sorry, <laughs> that's <so fast. laughs> it's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. These young girls, mm-hmm. how old, what age sort of gap were they between? Yeah, so they were usually around the ages of like between 9 and 12. 9 and 12. Um, there might have been some outliers, but that was yeah. generally it, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so he, okay, it's so hard to even know where to begin with a guy like Just that. Just begin where he was born. At the very beginning. At the very <laughs> beginning. I don't want to bring Julie Andrews into this. She's too pure. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so he was born in like, I think it was like 48. Um, he's mm-hmm. from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the top victim serial killers are from South America, like, like Colombia, Ecuador, yeah. like that kind of area. So he was born in Colombia um, and he kind of grew up in like a really, like, Obviously, there's there's been a lot of issues there um, throughout history, but he was brought up in a period of time that's kind of referred to as, I think it's like la violencia, mm-hmm. um, the violence, and mm-hmm. it was a particularly bad time in Colombia. Um, and he was the, I think, like seventh out of like 11 or so um, kid from his mom who was a prostitute. And Whoa. it was like, yeah. It, so it's a, I, I was drawn to... Um, this particular story because I think it's it's a really interesting um, case of like by the end like I said like more than 300 little girls it's estimated like he was clearly a monster yeah Um, but it's interesting to see like how he was made into a monster Mm. by his like society and his circumstance Mm. Um, so yeah he was born to um, I think he lived in the like a whole house I guess like with his mom Mm. and he tells stories about um like all the kids would sleep on a bed behind a curtain while his mum like did business with men and oh stuff. Oh my god, that's rough. Yeah. Really intense kind of um childhood. And then I when he was like eight years old, he got kicked out because his mum um found him like I think he was touching his sister's breasts or something. Oh, oh. yeah. Was he the oldest sibling? No, he or was like number seven, I think. Okay. Like he was just yeah, one so of them. This is an older sister. I don't yeah. I yeah, well yeah, I guess so. Um Gee. Yeah. Um, and then so he was kind of kicked out on the streets. And from that point, he just had like a really bad string of experiences. Like I think he he left the house and he was homeless for a while. He's like a street rat. And then some man took him in um, a bit and like took, but like when I say took him in, like took him to like an abandoned house or warehouse or something and like repeatedly raped him. Oh, my God. Um, God. Yeah. And then at some point. It, the, the details are a little bit sketchy because a lot of it, like it was a, it was a long time ago, and also um, there's just there's not much actual like there aren't many reports that are anything more than just like undocumented mm. like people heard this heard that, yeah. and he's spoken about it in like interviews and stuff, but he like I'll get to this, but like his personality is quite like he might be lying, yeah, um, maybe like embellish something. Yeah, stories. exactly. Yeah. He's very like grandiose. He's one of those. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so but like basically the idea is yeah he was sort of raped by this guy and then at some point he was taken in by a uh, I think like an American family and taken to some like home for orphans, um, and then was like went to like a school or something and then was molested again by like a teacher. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and this then doesn't end. Yeah, and then he was I think he was like back out in the streets. Was a little bit older now. He was like got into like um, petty theft and stuff, um, and then I think he was carjacking I think was the crime and he got sent to prison for um for stealing a car and then when he was in prison he was 18 when he went to prison and then he got like brutally gang raped by does it end for him does he have like a good day doesn't it was a bad time fucking yeah there's um, so much like molestation and rape it's just insane yeah it's it that's what I'm saying like when you you hear about the things he did and like and then you hear about like the like how he was developed and formed and you go, okay, that makes kind of sense that somebody's like humanity would just be destroyed. Mm. Yeah. Um, now the story when he's in prison is, 
again, it's like he's said it and we don't know. It, it's not like confirmed 100% definitely true. But the story at least is that when he was in prison, like he was soon after getting in, he was gang raped by these like four or so older men. Um, and then apparently he like made himself a shiv and just killed them all. In, Whoa. Um, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh. I don't know. You're in prison. You're a young guy. Yeah. You got to fight back. Shit. But he fought mm. and successfully Apparently. overpowered these four. Apparently he just, like, men. slit their throats. Again, there's, like, no details really. I don't know Shit. if maybe he got them in, like, individually or maybe he just went for it. He was a pretty big guy, I think. I'm not mm. sure. But I remember, like, some reports, like, people mentioned his big hands. Mm. Um, so. Okay. From that, I'm going with his man. Might have been a bit kind. Might have been a <laughs> massive dude. I'm drawing. I'm drawing. Well, some if he just had like he was like four foot and had massive hands, <laughs> big hands. Oh my god! I was like, that guy's got huge hands. Damn. Um, I'm just picturing now just like a Mickey Mouse like character, <laughs> with, like these giant hands. So picture that for the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, yeah, so, um, anyway, and then he, yes, he was in prison for a while and then he was eventually released. Um, and I think it was after that point, like he says, like it was after then that he, um, decided, well, not decided, but started killing. Um, so yeah, um, there was like a three year period and basically he, I don't know, I don't know what to say, worked in, no, kill, killed in, I'll say killed in. <laughs> he worked. <laughs> he did his killing. Um, so yeah, he was Colombian and then, um, so he, he killed in Colombia, in Peru and in Ecuador. Um, those three wow. countries that are all kind of there. Yeah. Um, and he would, the reason he got away with it for so long, cause like I said, like it's a lot of girls to kill. Um, but, a large reason that he kind of went under the radar was that he really focused on um, indigenous communities oh more so. Oh my God. And it's just that the, the officials just didn't care as much. Um, and which is like the horrible, like truth of it. Like, um, so yeah, he basically his MO, like what he would kind of do is he would go into the market or the village or wherever. And he would just like, I think he said that he would use like a little trinket to kind of show the girl and be like, oh, like you want this, like more like presents if you come with me, sort of thing. Oh no! Yeah, it's oh, pretty awful. Yeah, away. yeah. Oh my god. Um, and he would then like you know take them and um rape them and kill them. I can go into details, but I don't know if you want that. Uh, look, I look. I I always. I'm a detail-orientated person, mm -hmm. so detail away okay. as much as you feel comfortable. I just looked at Sam like, <laughs> she'll want details. <laughs> I also, okay, a little side note, like, this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm like, there's a little bit of class in, like, trying to, like, mm. give a trinket versus, like, you know, the stereotypical, like, have some candy or something. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that. I just want to be clear, they didn't get to keep the trinkets. Asshole. <laughs> but of they course. They were heaps, heaps raped and murdered. Oh, God. Yeah. My God. And just, okay, right. But also, okay, and then that makes sense. If I'm thinking surely someone eventually, even if it's like a small sort of community, someone would eventually pick up like, hey, there's a random guy oh, hanging they around did. the village. I'll get to that part of the story. Okay. okay oh, well. my God. All right, okay. so details. So, so okay, you know what? I'm going to tell you what happened and then we'll, and then let's, yeah. yeah. What I want to do, I want to tell you what happened and then we can go back and look more closely at the details yeah. of his crimes. Okay, cool. Okay, um, okay so basically... 
and again, the timelines and everything is mm. it, it is kind of sketchy because especially like especially if it's a lot of indigenous communities mm. and stuff, it's not very well documented. Yeah. Um, but basically, here, yeah, so he killed in those three places. Um, at one point, and we're looking in the seventies now. Mm-hmm. He was found basically like he was captured, sort of quite red-handed, um, by a Peruvian tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh, I don't I don't know if tribes the appropriate word. Tribes kind of the word that he would he used, but I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah. Anyway, Peruvian people, and they found him trying to kidnap one of their girls um and so they took him back and they were just enacting some tribal justice on him um which involved basically yes (laughs) good um, for them (laughs) digging a hole and putting him in it and filling it so it's just his head (gasps) and then like pouring syrup over him and like getting insects in on it and stuff like that that's so that's nuts right yeah um but then what happened is so i like they were you know they were going to kill him they were going to keep torturing him and then kill him um and an American missionary, this woman whose name I don't know, she came oh, in. Course. Yeah, and she was like, don't kill him. Like, I'll take him to the authorities and basically convince them to release him and let her take him in sort of her custody and then take him to the police. And uh, so they, they did. I don't know why they did. Because yeah. she's bossy American lady yeah, who knew about Jesus. Yeah. Sanctimonious bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sorry, she was probably doing really. Yeah, look, she probably was. She was trying. Like, <laughs> she really just saw a man covered in like syrup and ants and yeah. was like, oh, I should stop Not this. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah. What a monster he really was. Yeah, she probably, I mean, like in his, in her defense, how could you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, but then also before we defend her too much, <laughs> she just, um, Apparently they like, took him and then like released him, like didn't actually take him to the authority. Oh, so she was oh, just lazy. Yeah. She's a full blown yeah. asshole then. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I don't know. Come what, on. Then what happened? Did he attack another child after so that? So at that point he crossed the border into Ecuador and um, kept killing, yeah. What a bastard mm-hmm. bitch. So just so, these- such a like. It's such a weird move. It's like, no, stop that. I'll sort it. And then mm. go halfway through, go, eh, I can't be asked. Well, maybe <laughs> also in fairness, she probably wouldn't have been able to communicate with this. Mm. Yeah, that's a good with point. With these people, right? So she wouldn't actually know the extent of like what he was guilty of. And from what I've gathered from like just reading some of the stuff, he says like, he, I think it's possible that he was quite, he yeah. might've been quite charming or like yeah. quite, quite, like quite a good talker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she might have just been like, oh, there's this poor man that I have to help or whatever. I really don't know. Um, but that's, you know, supposedly what happened. And, of course, there he is. That's oh. His face. oh, my God. Actually, can you see if you can find the photo of he him behind bars? He looks so friendly. It's like, yeah. Well, that's what's crazy, right? Like, in some photos, he looks almost. Whoa. Yeah. Some photos, he looks like a scary homeless man and others, he looks kind of handsome. And yeah. What's up with that? I'm, I don't know how to feel about him. Um, yeah, that's him. Pedro Lopez. He's still got those crazy eyes, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But he's... Oh! That's it. That's the... We'll put this photo up, but basically it's a photo of him behind bars. And he's like... a monster. What? See those hands? See those big old hands? He has massive hands. Uh Uh-huh. He's just doing the most innocent, like, I don't know what I'm doing. What? Mm -hmm. Kill so many little children? I don't know. (laughs) But also, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, so these Peruvian people that, like, relinquished, like him mm-hmm. to her custody and were they able to follow up at all with anybody to be like hey no. well they probably saw her and this, she was like yeah it's fine don't worry about it this is what's just so messed up about it is that these are all people that may not have the right means to contact the mm-hmm. authority to make sure well that authorities weren't contacting with them yeah yeah i just 
ah, I, it's crazy. Ah. Yeah. And that's what's so, that's again, what's so interesting about this particular story is that this which brings up so many different societal issues. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, don't worry, it gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It always does. Oh. It's never a good thing. Oh, my gosh. So he goes to Ecuador um, and keeps killing. And then again at some point, and like, because he's pretty, like, like I said, I think it was like two to three girls a week, and he does it in daylight, I'm pretty sure. Like he was just pretty fast and loose with it all. Oh, so he eventually at some point um, he got – Found he got found again, kind of red-handed in a marketplace. Um, the girl's name, oh, her name was Maria Povana Pevana, something like that. Um, I just love. Sorry, your pronunciations are so beautiful because <laughs> <laughs> my Spanish is awful. <laughs> but go I, on. I have no idea. I, I think that might actually. I, I don't remember her name. It's just like complete. Oh, actually, yeah. I I remember because it's just it's not a Spanish name. It's like a oh really? A lot of them are like tribal names, but. Mm. She's kind of half like oh no, Poveda Maria Poveda is her name. Oh. Anyway, so she everyone's called Maria at yeah. some point. Everybody's called Maria. <laughs> I just met a girl named Maria. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, so they were in the marketplace with her mother. She was around like nine or ten years old, yep. and then um, he was. She, the mom, um, saw him taking her away, like by the hand, and like screamed, and you know, all that sort of stuff. And a bunch of people in the marketplace, like, sort of ascended on him and and grabbed him and took him to the police. Mm -hmm. And that's when he finally was like actually kind of captured by the police. Um, <laughs> but they didn't believe him. So what do you? What do you <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah, it's so, not their job to believe him. So um, <laughs> basically, like they took him in, and he was he was pretty like he had the sort of grandiosity, sort of like oh I'm, I'm so like look at me I've killed so many people. Um, so he basically told them he was like oh I've killed like hundreds of girls, and they were like bullshit, don't buy it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Ecuadorian place like oh yeah okay and then at some point um I think it might have been actually just before he was captured but there was like a flood and the flood washed out a bunch of bodies oh from like shallow oh, graves no. oh my god no and then suddenly they found all these bodies of little girls that had been missing and they went oh maybe he's telling the truth about all the murder oh, oh my god yeah how is this happening it's ridiculous oh my gosh so where was he burying all these babies? So the reason the reason that he's referred to as the monster of the Andes, um, in part because he he worked around there. I said, something worked. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, so he like worked. He had a day job. He like dug. <laughs> he did, he did his work. Um, no, he, he killed around there. But also, what he would do is, um, he I think he like lived in the mountains there, yeah. and so he would like be in like a cave or whatever. And um, I guess that the the graves were kind of around that area. Oh. Um, so oh he would, God. yeah, cause he would take his victims up to like the cave and like do his sort it's of It's very stuff like there. Ted Bundy-esque. Mm, yeah. Ted Bundy did the same, like similar thing where he would bury bodies like in, off like trails and stuff. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, it was just like, it was, that was another part of the reason that it was easy for him to elude the, the authorities yeah. is because he, well, he was just hiding up in the mountains. Yeah. Like didn't have an address, so to speak. Anyway, so he 
the cops are like, oh, take us, like, show us the bodies. We want to find these missing girls. Oh, no, because that's the thing. Um, the, the authorities in Ecuador had attributed, like, they'd noticed a bunch of girls were going missing. Mm. And they thought they'd um, thought that it was these, like, slave traders in the area. Oh, and so oh my when, God. When he was called in, they were like, oh, you're part of this gang. Tell us about this gang. And he was like, I have no idea about any gang. Mm. And then they were like, oh, well, um, yeah, these girls have gone missing. And he was like, I can tell you about that. Yeah, sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, just making his ego even bigger, just yeah. stroking it. Like, no one man could do this, possibly a gang. And he's like, like please, let me tell you. Please. Um, so he took them around and showed them a whole bunch of graves. I think it was something like 53 or so. What the fuck? Um, and but the, also that he remembered where they all were. Well, by this point, you would think surely, unless they were like side by side. Well, or no, also the thing or... is 53 is not all of them. Like these are just oh. some of them that he that he took them to. And some of them had been like emptied out by the floods and or, or scavenging oh. animals had taken like oh. the bodies. Oh. Um, but they did find a bunch of the bodies and of some of the missing girls. Um, and then, I don't know, the, the kind of story that's told is that like he was just like, yeah, I'm going to show you where all these bodies are. I'm going to tell you how I did it. Like, like let me tell you my story um but then he kind of started realizing that they were going to charge him for murder oh so that wasn't <laughs> at the forefront yeah. of his mind. <laughs> apparently it was just like after a little after you know however many bodies they uncovered he was like oh wait a second i'm giving them evidence for no and then he just stopped being as cooperative mm. um so the estimates on the amount of girls that he actually killed some people think it's too low um because he stopped cooperating like they reckon that if he'd kept telling them and kept showing them it could have been more what wait so like 300 that count so is they not found the, the count minimum or? count is 110 oh okay but the the closest estimate is above 300 because they know they didn't find all the bodies um oh my god and i think mm. I, yeah i don't know whether i don't know how they got those numbers but like he said he like i think it was like meant to be like a certain like maybe 110 in Ecuador, but then like 240 in like Peru and Colombia. And this is like, they, they didn't look everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. It's estimated above Plus, 300. They're all different countries with different yeah. systems. Yeah. Right? So, and like, no way would they work together. Yeah. It wasn't exactly like yeah. a cohesive no. unit. And also if you were, you know, your first sort of couple of kills and you were successfully getting away with it, why would you ever stop? Mm-hmm. You could punch it up to three a week. And he didn't want to stop. No. No. He said in an interview, because once he got captured, he was like, I'll be released and then I'll, and then I'll get to feel the feeling of killing again. Like Jesus. Not remotely gosh. remorseful. Just chill out. Mm. Yeah. There's so many other things you could do. He could not chill out. That's one thing he Just could imagine, not do. Just imagine, like, with that kind of time on your hands and that kind of, like, dedication to work, <laughs> he could be a real... So productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Could have done something. So he could have been contender. He's and just big Yeah, Stephen, can you pull him off the screen? <laughs> <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. It's a scary just, looking man. I can't, but I mean, or like this photo right here, which would be a good one to put up, it just, in essence, I think captures this mm. whole like Jekyll and Hyde kind of character. Yeah, totally. That he was so charming and enough that he would be able to lure the girls away and oh, be yeah. like, well, hey, I've got this thing. It's, you know, just intuitively as a young kid, you know when someone's a bit creepy, but for him to be able to put on this kind of mask Mm -hmm. to sort of give them this false sense of security that it's okay, I've got this thing for you, but then also to do the most incredibly heinous things to these young girls. Like it's just. It's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like part of what made it easier for him. Um, His nose is all over his face. Yeah. Can we just say for a second? He's just kind of weirdly attractive though. I know, it's very confusing. It is. I know. I I just, 
I just can't. He's more attractive than Pablo Escobar, I'm going to say. Oh, well, yeah, but like, you know. Like so is Sam everyone. Was, <laughs> then like John yeah, Wayne So Casey. are most people. Gosh. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't. Can you put up a map of um, South America? Also, South America, so, yeah. So, yeah, so you can see the borders. That's yeah, that idea. would be yeah. great. And also, uh, so these took place in the 60s, late 60s? Um, or? In more in the 70s. 70s, okay. Because yeah. he was um, imprisoned in, he was imprisoned in like late 60s mm-hmm. and then he was released in the, like the, so it was yeah, right, basically yeah. the 70s and then. So when did he start killing then? I'm not sure exactly. He's, it turns like years active. It's meant to be like mostly the 70s. But I'm not sure exactly when. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, re- it's real sketchy on the details, yeah. like the whole yeah. story. This isn't like something that like the Colombian, Peruvian and Ecuadorian government would want out there. Right? Oh, no, no, just you wait. We're not done. Oh, okay. Oh, We're not done. Because I'm, I'm thinking like a lot yeah, of these so photographs, the he looks like easily like mid-30s and I'm thinking he was in prison at 18. Uh, so so like, maybe he got extra time for killing those men and he wasn't released until later in life. Yeah, maybe. And then, well, this was... Yeah, I'm not sure actually when okay, he was released so the first imprisonment. Yeah, in there in that little bit. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So he. Yes. Pam. My friend Pam is from Venezuela. Mm. Wow. It's nuts. That's mm-hmm. uh yeah. So he got um. Yeah, so once they found all these bodies, they were like, yeah, we're going to arrest you for murder. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think just he, real cash. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think <laughs> so he got, um, he got done for that. Um, and he was imprisoned in, uh, I think, oh, because this, this all happened in a town in um, Ecuador called, I think, Ambato. And um, so he was imprisoned in the Ambato prison. And I think it was like in a particular part of it that was like abandoned and he was mm. kept really, really like away from all the prisoners um, for their safety and for That's his. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, because at this point it was like a reward was out. Like this is, again, this is the story. Mm. Um, but apparently all like the families of the victims and like communities mm. had put up like a reward of 25,000 US for any guard or inmate who Kills could kill him. him. Wow. Whoa. Um, so he was put in, he was basically in solitary like the entire time that he was, um, mm. that he was in prison and he was, he was moved prisons at some point, but anyway. Um, and so there's, there's not much actual like documented, um, information coming directly from him. He gave one interview in 1980 when he was in this prison, mm. um, with an American journalist, um, whose name was Roy, like late, late, Leitner or something. Mm. I don't know. Um, and he gave an interview with this guy and from that we get like a bunch of quotes about like how he would choose his victims and what he would do and stuff like that's where we get the information on that mm. and it's really messed up because like what you were saying about how at that like at that age like you wouldn't necessarily know and like getting that sort mm. of sense of security one of the things that he really talks about is that he wanted his victims to be like as innocent as possible like oh. for him it, the, a lot of what he enjoyed was taking the lives of the most innocent and the most pure little girl possible 
which is obviously really, really, really fucked up. Yeah. But he said he was like, oh, I, t- I think he said something along the lines of I had my innocence taken away when I was eight years old. And so now I'm taking away the innocence of others. I was literally just thinking that like yeah. it's, he's just being yeah. this big fuck you. Well, he really that. kind of justified his own behavior when like in, to- in talking about his youth and what happened to mm. him. Um, but so a lot of it was like, like he, he said at one point, he said he preferred Ecuadorian girls because they were more trusting than Colombian girls. Like Colombian oh. girls would be suspicious of you, but Ecuadorian girls were just like more innocent and more trusting. And But isn't that That's so kind fucked. of, because in Colombia in the seventies, mm-hmm. it would have been all those American people mm-hmm. in there doing all that drug busting mm-hmm. and everything else. But that also like the Pablo Escobar era mm. in the seventies would have been like contributing to all the like, Colombian girls who, and the, plus Colombia, it's a little bit more yeah. urbanized and they're on the street and they're like, well, no, because we know not yeah. to trust anyone. Yeah, they're a bit tougher from, yeah. from what I've gathered. They've seen people like shot in the street and it's yeah. normal and yeah. they're like, well, fuck you. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, he, you know, he, he did it in both, but yeah, he definitely, he said he preferred Ecuadorian girls and he always had a fixation on like, not not, not a fixation, but he, he talks about he wanted to, like he would see tourists with like blonde daughters and he really wanted to be able to, rape and kill a, an American girl. Oh, my he, God. But the mother was the mothers were, like, more watchful or whatever, and so he never got the chance. Anyway, so, t- t- <laughs> yeah, t- he was really open about it. Like, he was he was just like, I'm going to tell you everything. So what, mm. um, getting back to the, the killing them itself, and, it, again, it ties into this idea of he was really all about that innocence. Yeah. Um, so he would take the girls away with, like, the trinkets or whatever, and he talks about they would never suspect a thing. Even when he killed them, they wouldn't, they, they didn't, they wouldn't scream because they, they were too innocent to even know. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah. So he would um basically so he would rape them and then he would strangle them. And he specifically talks about he would wait until dawn, until sunrise to strangle them because he wanted to be able to watch their eyes and see the light and see the life go out of his their eyes. I know. It's pretty heavy. Just like that's really intense. Like, just mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah. Kind of a dick, hey? What a douchebag. Yeah. I've heard that that same thing, though, like a few times with serial killers actually wanting to look in the eyes mm-hmm. as they're killing their victim because there's this whole idea of when the lights go out or when the... Yeah, he, he paralleled it to the moment of death with a, between a bullfighter and a bull. <laughs> and he would say, like, it, it, yeah, like I said, real, like, it's not romanticizing it. Not remotely. Little defenseless nine year old girl and a bull with horns. Yeah. Like, if she had maybe had horns, he'd be more on yeah, me. But, but just, he's just warped sense of reality, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's living his own world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he um he really got off on it um and he you know he would say sort of like oh like only people who have killed would know what I mean and sort of thing, um and he would kill like multiple of these girls a week and then he would like kind of I guess like prop the bodies up and like pretend that they were like friends like he would keep them for company oh, the corpses oh no nope <laughs> yeah and then he would get bored because his friends weren't very interactive and he would go out and find more well, victims that's kind of his fault <laughs> yeah he's not really contributing a lot <laughs> yeah oh my he, days he talks about being a very like he says at one point like because he would yeah he'd have these trinkets including like a little sort of mirror thing and mm. he says like oh i was a very i was very um thoughtful like i would make sure they were dead with the mirror like check that they were breathing and if they weren't sometimes i'd have to kill them all over again like he'd like he had he, if they hadn't died with the strangulation he would like slit their throats or whatever um but yeah it's really he was really really messed up and he did this for years basically undetected and he he got so many like he killed so many girls it's just insane and because he is going like 
no one really seems to be noticing mm-hmm. that he really could be very particular with mm. who he picked. Who yeah. It wasn't like just anyone that he would sort of grab that he was able to really take his time and think about I it. Just fuck. Like, just mm. yeah, it's, it's really intense. The biggest like stranger mm-hmm. hanging out in like like the jungle watching people. Mm. It's super creepy. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, he he really he. He loved it. Like it was basically his own, his whole sort of life purpose at that point. Again, like I said, like when he was in prison, he said, like I'm going to be released and I'm, I'm going to feel that moment, you know, the, the moment of killing again. And all I that loved sort of how cocky he was that he was going to get released. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was released. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. The first time. Yeah. Wait, what? No, 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 no. So what? as I said, what? the story, the story's not over. Oh my god. Okay, go. Okay, go, my go. blood is just boiling <laughs> right so, now. So let's remember for context, this man. Like I said, recap monster killed more than 300 little girls everybody knows it caught red-handed he admits to it they find body after body after body etc ecuador has a maximum sentence of 15 years for anything at this time i don't like i don't know what the law is now but at this point maximum sentence is 15 years ish i think oh my god yeah wait what so yeah so you can't get more than 15 years in prison that's that because well think so about the government is they probably did it, they did it initially um well okay so they're like the president at some point or prime minister or whatever but i'm not sure it's the president okay yeah the president um at some point was like oh it was meant to be a humane thing because like we used to you know like rip people apart with horses and whatever and this just seemed more humane like, as a justification i mean I, I can totally understand like i know in america through the 90s they introduced something that was like a mandatory minimum like 25 years mm-hmm. and so a whole wave and that was to sort of like try and limit the the drug epidemic in mm. the 90s and so all these people were getting incarcerated for having like really small amounts of marijuana and being put away for 25 years mm-hmm. so that's a fucked thing mm. so i like the idea of having reduced term sentences but there has to be some kind of leniency i mean a little bit of marijuana versus killing 300 people mm-hmm. like yeah no I it's just, insane 15 years. Yeah. Was so, there outrage? Was there public outrage when well, this... Well, I mean, it wasn't so much... I mean, outrage and, and fear from the populations. Um, like, again, so I think, yes, I think it was like 15 years, might have been a little bit more, but mm. I think so it was... He was, he was in prison and then in the 90s, I think, you know what's even... That's crazy. He actually, he got a sentence and then he was actually released a couple, a year or two early for good behaviour. Oh, so if you're just nice. How does that outweigh? So yes, apparently he was the model man. inmate, like, and he was like, I'm, you know, the perfect prisoner and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because yeah. you're a sociopath. Psychopaths, <laughs> like, always are. Oh, like, well, he wasn't, always are. He was moved into a psychiatric as well. Like, he wasn't um, kept just in the prison. Like, he was moved into a psychiatric ward or something. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> I don't so, know what to do with him at this point. Yeah, well, that, honestly, I feel like from the government's perspective, they were like, oh, what do we do? This was all in Ecuador, right? This is in Ecuador. Couldn't they just, like, expedite him to, like, Peru or yeah, something? So they go back to the tribal, like, in the sand, in sex? That sounds good right about now. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how, the, how all the legal side of that works, um, but they clearly, they didn't. And um, Ecuador actually, I don't know, like, I, I, again, I don't know what it's like in, in modern times, like the law, but in this period at least was almost like a sanctuary for serial killers because of that sentence. And um, if, it, if he'd been caught in, in Colombia... He would have. Um, it was. I think it's like death by firing squad for murder. Jesus. There. So, um, I mean, 
obviously he the difference is take him to Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, take him there. Well, because what happened was that after this time, I think it was like ninety. Oh, was it ninety eight? I think I don't remember exactly when he was released. Um, he was. It was like. 9899, I think it was like at midnight on the new year or something. They took him like in the dead of night to the border of Ecuador and Colombia. And they were like, all right, we are releasing you. And, um, you know, basically not a problem anymore. And we're, um, we're kicking you out of the country and back into Colombia. Give him like a bottle of water, some shoes. I'm like, well, like, go away. Peace. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and send him off and, into Colombia and apparently he like was found a week later back in Ecuador because he didn't want to be in Colombia because of the differences, Firing squad in, yeah, the differences in the um, justice system and he was sent right back to Colombia um, but he hasn't been seen since oh, oh my, my god lordy mm. how old was he in 98 uh, let's do the maths he was born in 48 someone 50 more 50. More, 60 something. No, 60? no, no, 50. wrong. I'm, no. Someone that do maths for us help. real quick. <laughs> 62. No, 60. 70. Wait. In 98. In 98. To 98. 48. Maths. 50? 1948. Can we just say numbers? 13. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be 70 now. So he was 50 in 98 when he was like released. Sure. If you say so. I don't if he was yeah, like, roughly. so in 98 over the border in a week. Then, like, for yeah, 20 yeah, years, yeah. he's just no one. He's just so under there, the was cr- there was a there was a murder in 2002 or 2004, something like that. Um, and they thought, and it was like his MO, and so like there was like an arrest warrant put out for him. They reckon he did that in 2002. Um, but yeah, so he might. I mean, like, he might well be dead by now because what if he's if he would be 70 now? And surely he's not cons- had a healthy exactly life. considering the kind of life he's led and considering how tough it. I mean, I mean he might be alive though. I don't know. He I might just, have access to this podcast. Oh, that's really scary. Don't say that. <laughs> no, he definitely <laughs> won't have access to this podcast. Look, I just kind of feel like some community in Colombia would have gotten together Found and tracked him, him down. Killed him. And, yeah. It's I possible. Like. It's po- But also I feel like it's possible, but then wouldn't they have like told people? I feel like yeah, people would have been like, look, we killed. I don't know. Put he his might head on a stick. Kind I of mean, thing. That's, what I, that's what I would do. Yeah, right? fuck him. I feel like at that point, he, yeah, he could have been killed. He could have just died somewhere um, or he could still be out there. Or the government just killed him. Or like, or the Surely there's yeah, going to be an exception for someone who is like, you would think so. I've done these things. I will do it again as soon as I'm released. You just think, well, this person's never going to be but released. Let's change the law. How do we know he didn't cross the border from Colombia into Peru and go to like Bolivia or Chile? Mm. I mean, he might have. We don't know. Yeah. Or Brazil, even. He disappeared. Like, could be dead, could be. He could be anywhere. It's like, it's so, like, it's so close together. I mean, obviously, there's miles between, but. What if he followed the mountain line? Like, he could be, yeah, he could go all the way down to Chile. Oh my God. So crazy. But, I mean, he's obviously a very resourceful person. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he would have tried to evade people wherever possible and would just sort of. Or he's hanging out in Argentina with Hitler. Yeah, well, Hitler would be dead by now, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah for but, sure. You know, unless he's immortal. <laughs> this is terrifying mm-hmm. and awful. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it before. So mm-hmm. I'm still as scared I as not, I was then. And I just feel like I've, I could have caught three flies in the time that I just had my mouth again yeah. the entire it's time you were just telling the story. Intense. I just. He was really fucked up. Fuck. Yeah. I just don't. They, they don't go by like 
smalls in like South America, do they? No. Well, that's what's so crazy, right? Like I remember when I read about this sort of stuff, I was like, okay, so you've got your serial killers. Then you've got your serial killers. You see, yeah. Then you have like, like, I'm sorry, Jack the Ripper who? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's so many people. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not as dramatic as like Jack the Ripper because no. that one's so well documented because of all the letters and yeah and it, it, it didn't make it as like fancy a no presentation See, and this is the thing as well right where you've got fairy tales and things that we tell our children mm-hmm. to like you know and there's these evil stories and there's evil witch and it's like real life is so much more fucking terrifying yep like that that he's like the biggest boogeyman he's like the Witch and the fucking werewolf and everything all bound into one. It's just like the world is a terrifying place. Yeah. I wonder what sort of folk tales were told in those communities at the time to kind of try and warn these kids. Well, I think, of I think there was like, I mean, if you think about like him and then the guy who has the number one spot for most killings. Yeah, who is that? I honestly um, I I, I don't. Yeah, the beast, like the beast, La Bestia. Yeah. So if you've got like if you look at the names that they were given, like the mm. beast and the monster, mm. um, you, you do see like an indication of like almost like a, a story that does eventually become a legend and, and, oh and a, a folk story. I don't know the specifics of it, but I, I would I would imagine that, yeah, he is told to children to get them to, you know, look oh behind them God. at night or whatever. Fuck me. Oh. It's so rough. Oh. It's pretty crazy. Oh, my God. So... Just- that was intense. That was and really amazing. intense. Thank you so much for yeah. coming. You're welcome. So- you made like a big trek today to tell us like, and you did that with all like looking at your notes like once or twice. Oh yeah. Cause I just wanted to write down like, cause I honestly like was like mm. not going to remember this person's That's name. like an embodied story though. That's like something yeah. that you've read, heard about yeah. and then just completely embodied. Yeah. I mean, embodied is a word I'd rather you didn't use. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of perfect because it's it's in there and it's something it that you... It really struck me, to be honest. Like, yeah. I've actually, like, I've thought about it a lot and, like, in terms of psychologically, like, the idea... Of, and I've, I've had... Because yeah. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a psych major. <laughs> so it was a point of interest for me. Um, yeah. Looking at this this man who really doesn't seem to be human anymore. Mm. Like, if you look at the, the way that he it's, is and what he does. And I wonder at what point that humanity was destroyed. Like, are people born evil? Or was he just, was that monster made? I think it was made. Oh, yeah, like probably. Like, I don't know the answer to that anymore. No. I don't even know if that's, because then there's there's things of like, because it's that whole nature versus nurture mm-hmm. thing, right? But then there was the uh, killer marries something or other in the 70s. Oh, England, yeah, I know that story. And she had no bad upbringing. Mm-hmm. Her parents were totally like normal, air quotes, uh, she was not sexually abused. She was not verbally abused in any way. And yet she still went down the street, convinced another little girl to kill this like four-year-old or five-year-old yeah. boy. Mm. And they like left him on the train tracks mm-hmm. and then they went to like bury him. And, and like she mutilated his genitals and was like scratching him. And when she turned up to his funeral. There was just all How this, old like, was she? She was 10 years old at the time. And yeah, you I mean, just I think, think... she's probably got, yeah. What kind of... I'm, I'm sure there's probably, like, a whole bunch of things that you would, like, psychologically be able to diagnose her with and, like, antisocial behaviours mm, and yeah, things like, like that. that. But it's, like, how... And then also you've got the story of old mate who killed... Um, 
Daniel Morecambe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, oh, it was a yeah. big story here, but it certainly was in Queensland about the 13-year-old that went missing for years and years and years and they finally caught him. Yeah, they did like him. the Daniel Morecambe like charity stuff. Yeah. 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 stuff yeah. yeah. I mean, he was on like, his face was on like pizza boxes, like Eagle Boys did a whole thing mm. and like... It oh my was, God, Eagle Boys. I know, right? Remember those <laughs> days? But they did a, a massive um, sort of... It, it was huge in Queensland at the time and I was sort of maybe two or three years younger than Daniel um, and I just remember thinking it was the most horrifying thing and and yet you find out later on about this guy who had committed this heinous crime, had raped, viciously raped this seven-year-old and beat him up and left him for dead in this uh, like caravan park and then took off and he was only jailed for like seven years and all of this sort of stuff, it's... And they go back into his childhood and about his parents and the way he was raised and there was nothing there to indicate. I mean, obviously this, um, what was his name again? Robert? Rob? Robert. I have no idea. Pedro? Pedro. Pedro. Why oh, Pedro. Robert? <laughs> Pedro. So, like, so like, Australian. No, mind, it's just Robbie. It's Robert. It's Robert. Um, <laughs> that he had this really horrible childhood that sort of carved him into this thing. But it's like... What about these really fucking weird cases where they had nothing per se in their childhood? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I think with it's something like Pedro. It's also like why, like a lot of kids had that terrible mm. upbringing. Why did he become this? And that's, that's yeah. what's so fascinating. It's like, you know, we don't, nobody doesn't think anybody really knows. Yeah. Like a combination of nature and mm. nurture maybe or maybe just something happened to snap in the wrong way yeah. in his head. But I always, I always just, I can't get away from this. And obviously it doesn't justify mm. it remotely and clearly by yeah. the end he was a monster. Um, I would argue beyond rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. But at some point that was like a little boy who mm. went through some horrible things. And it, I think it's just really interesting to see how fucked up someone can get and I think also because of this uh how he at that point you were saying that he sort of went to like an orphanage Mm -hmm. so after he'd had this really horrific incident he then was sort of taken in to where it should have been a trusting environment you've yeah authority he just is never safe yeah Mm -hmm. his innocence was taken again and also for a child to trust and then have that sort of taken away. Like maybe is there some bit of him sort of reliving that sort of moment, but him having the power in this situation or yeah. like I just. And also the whole that. growing up in a whorehouse, which isn't even the worst oh of it, but like, God. you know, that would that would already yeah. set some sort of weird, a bit yeah. of a weird context. Behind a curtain while your mom. Listening to your mom have sex with like you strangers. Know, random men. Yeah. Um, with, yeah, like weird, like, I don't know. It's just it's all really, really messed That's up. so yeah. fucked up. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well, wow. a question to go out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this could go a bit long. But Another would you rather? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's kind of good. But um, just very quickly, yeah. if you could solve one cold case. Oh, no. Which cold case would you solve? Oh, no. JonBenet Ramsey. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. 100%. <laughs> it was the brother. No, I'm just kidding. We don't know. But 100%. 100% was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% in your mind it was him. <laughs> but it's just... The more it's one of those sort of like face value crimes that you're like, oh, okay, this is this is something. It kind of you've it's got to be the parents or it's mm-hmm. got to be an outsider, mm-hmm. and it just divides people. But the more you research and the more you read and the more you get into it, the more messed up the whole thing. Yeah, just, the more and the tangled. more you go in circles and the more frustrated you get because there were so many things that the police just did incorrectly mm, and yeah. left to like contaminated like 
ev- bits of evidence that they could have used. Anyway, that's that's hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That's good. I don't know. I mean, like, I wish I had more time to think about this because I'm mm. sure there's a case that I've forgotten that I really want know the answer to. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just have a really lame answer, just because. Go I, for it. Like, for me, I all I can think about is the Zodiac Killer. No, yes. that's a great because one. I watched like when I watched like the movie of it, yeah. and I was like at the end, I was like, no, no, so yeah. like, just tell me, <laughs> yeah. no, come on, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> That um, movie is a fucking excellent yeah, movie. So, yeah, it's yeah. a good time. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a really like. Mm. I think that's a really bad answer. No, I think like, that's pretty no, good. That's, but no, sorry, I mean that's There'd like so many people out there. Yeah, the Zodiac Killers like make some good coin if you could have the answer. Oh yeah, sell that story. That well, the Zodiac Killer I think is tied to the Tylenol thing where those people got poisoned mm. from Tylenol. So I don't think it's that crazy. Don't people say well, who's that? There's like a like American like Republican. Um, oh, um, Ted Cruz. I <laughs> <laughs> think Ted Cruz is well, a Zodiac Killer. Ted Cruz. Oh gosh. I mean, he's a blobfish, but he's. I don't know if he's a killer. He's so he like weird. Kevin from The Office so bad. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. He's just so weird. And have you? I don't know if you've seen like Jimmy Kimmel calls him like the blobfish, mm. and um, he'll always have like a picture of Ted Cruz, but instead of Ted Cruz, it'll just be the blobfish whenever he's referencing him. <laughs> that's an ugly thing. Oh, it's such an <laughs> ugly thing. And then uh, Ted Cruz was like trying to be all cool and was like, oh, I'll go round to round like with Jimmy playing basketball. Mm. And so they did this like sort of televised Oh, Jesus. Oh, I remember oh. that, yeah. And then embarrassing for he everyone. was like, Shut if I win, oh you better stop referencing me as like the blobfish. And it was like, ha. That's it's like, no, happen. stop talking. <laughs> and he's just, just so embrace being a blobfish. Yeah. It's I you. It's who you are. I think if I could solve any case, it'd have to be the Wonder Beach murders. Yes. Because I'm weird. I'm, this is what the podcast is named yes. after, but also I'm weirdly ob- obsessed. I'm so obsessed with that case. I want it to. I want it because it strikes a chord with me as like mm. people who like immigrated here in the 70s, like my mom did. Yeah. And I go, fuck, like, I can't even imagine how that family dealt with that mm-hmm. in any way. Well, you don't. You don't. You just irreparable damage. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fucked. And then your brothers and sisters as well. Like mm-hmm. they're so badly. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fucked. Yeah. <sighs> good answer. Yeah. yeah thanks, guys. I really like that Ted Cruz is referred to like... as a blobfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also on that, I think that's a totally difficult, but also semi-achievable in that we're not too far from Cronulla, and there's still do it. living people. I legit. <laughs> Everyone, think... get in the car. <laughs> uh, right Scooby Doo time. <laughs> To the Murdermobile. No, it has to be named something else. No, we'll work on that. Yeah, work on the title. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it from us this week. Thank you, Marianne. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Really uh, intense. Sorry if I got any of the uh, specifics wrong. No, Don't worry. It was so I mean, ch- a good yeah. story. I'm blown away. Yeah. And I've heard it. <laughs> it is a good story. I, I mean, it's not a, you know, it's a terrible that. story, but it's a, it's a story. It's a story. It's, I think the thing that me and Sam always talk about is like, we like this because we love stories yeah and when something so unbelievable happens yeah. putting it together is such an interesting yeah. thing to do yeah so yeah we love it yeah uh, and i'm sure all our listeners <laughs> or um also sorry i've got to do a shout out to the belmore hospital tea room <laughs> all, this, all the nurses at my sister's work listen oh, to this podcast yeah, so yeah. everyone in the tea room have some tea for us hi and, hi oh. <laughs> I don't know I what heard to say. Someone's drinking Earl Grey with milk there. Ugh. You're disgusting. No, get out. So get fucked up. Get out. <laughs> Black tea, two sugars. No sugar. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, follow us on all the social media shit that you follow us on. Yep. 
Facebook, Instagram. The website is live. Yes, our website's live. live. The book club's not going to happen. Stop talking to me about it. No, no, it will eventually. <laughs> um, it will eventually. Yeah. I'm halfway through for I'm finishing, um, we need to talk about Kevin, and I have so many thoughts, so it will happen. I'll write yeah. something about it eventually. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's Marianne fun. can jump on all this. Yeah. I do like books. So, you you love a book. So love a good book. And this is one that Rihanna's recommended, Gorgeous oh, Girl, yeah, which gorgeous is sitting girl. on her coffee table, which is one oh, of yeah, the okay. motives we talked about. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, follow us on Instagram and whatever else, and that's up from this, and we'll resume back to normal next week. Are you all ready? <laughs> so ready. Okay. And <laughs> bye. bye.